Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello and welcome to the Divorce Course Podcast. Do you sometimes feel like your ex may be stalking you? Are you being harassed or potentially tracked? Then this episode is for you. Today we're going to be talking with mum, a lawyer of 35 years experience. Welcome mum. Hello Laura. Hello everyone. And we're going to be talking about, you know, why they do this and and how you can find out if they are doing this and Mm -hmm. then what you can do about it. So, Mum, you know, the kind of things we're talking about is, you know, GPS things, their phones, their computers, but why are people's exes doing this? Yes, I know. Why do they? Well, sometimes I think um, people do it uh, to gather evidence that they think might be useful in the case or to find out if you're having an affair. Uh, sometimes it's just uh, a, a form of control because they can't believe you've got away from them uh, and they don't want to lose that power over you. Um, yeah, sometimes I think uh, it's really... It just, just to cause trouble? Yeah, I think so. It's it's really hard to understand the motivations. So generally I think it's evidence gathering or control. I think you'd say it's those two things. Mm. And, mm. and is, you know the, the word that's being used a lot recently is coercive control. Is yes. This, does this fit into that or is that different? Uh, it's not really coercive control if they're just following you and you know keep keeping an eye on what you're doing online and and physically following you I guess uh, coercive controls when they use that knowledge against you for instance mm. uh, where they perhaps uh, screenshot something you've said on a private Facebook page and send it to your mother or okay. send explicit I've seen <laughs> more than I care to explicit photos shared with members of the family ex-partners oh children gosh. You know, so wait, wait. You've seen them. Mm. Do you have to see them? Oh, because they go in documents for the court. Mm-hmm. There yes. you go. Everybody, do not take naughty photos. <laughs> the potential of it ending up in court. Oh my god, I die. Just ask the um, cricket captain. Yeah. Poor, <laughs> Poor guy. So, yeah. so, the, so the so the types of stalking and harassment and tracking um, that you've come mm. across. You've seen uh, GPS trackers. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Phone phone tracking. Oh, these days it's so easy, isn't it, mm. to to yeah. connect your. Um, f- say you're on a family family plan with the phone, mm. Um, mm. for them to be able to see everything you do, the games you play, uh, mm. you know, who you're talking to, how many texts you sent. Yeah, um, you know. and computers, I mean, that's pretty easy yes. if you put it, some spyware on there. Absolutely, especially if you um, – a lot of people separated under one roof struggle with that because there's they're all on the network and they can see often um, each other's computers on the network. So, uh, do you know, it happens mostly, Laura, in those early stages mm-hmm. uh, and gradually I think um, it eases off unless you've got a real problem on your hands. Okay. One other thing I was just about to, uh, to say was cyber stalking. So I guess now mm. in the world of social media, I guess it's a really blurred line because, I mean, anyone can go mm. if you're 
page is public. Anyone can have a look at it. Mm. If it's private, I guess it's harder to stalk people. Oh, well, but... yes, but you block you block the, your ex, you block his mum and dad, you block his family, um, mm. but they just get someone else to have a look. And do you know yeah. what else has come up as a big stalking thing? LinkedIn. Really? Where they can get on there and, and leave an adverse comment for you. Okay. Uh, they log in cool. under another name. Um, and, and that's quite awful. And also, mm. don't forget, we're very um, connected these days. So uh, say you've got uh, an electronic card for when you go over the bridge or through a toll point. Mm. Um, be careful that your ex can't access that online, If you, particularly if mm. you're in a domestic violence situation or you're, you're afraid. Um, that's one easy way to find out. What about Uber? If you mm. share an Uber account, and so many couples, uh, one one party's organised all the phones so that, you know, they have access to your phones. And and sometimes there's um, those little cube cameras now, they call yeah. them pet cameras. It's yeah. very easy. It used to be uh, secret spy stuff, but now it's you can go you to can Kmart. You can buy it on eBay for five bucks. You can, so, yeah. you can. And they give I, it a... Um, a they give it a sort of a kind or a harmless sounding name like a pet watcher, but it's the same thing if it's so in I, your room. So what are the some of the giveaways, I guess, that our listeners can look out mm. for? Because I don't want everyone to become paranoid, but I, if, no. you, if you start to notice these synchronicities yes. where you yeah. constantly run into them at the shop, yeah. always, even if your days are different, they drop into conversation casually, something that you've never mentioned to them. That's right. Yep. I, and they know when you're in the Uber, yeah. where are you yeah. going? You know, yeah. suddenly you get a text. It can be very unnerving. What would you say to those people who have maybe a little bit of a suspicion mm. but they write it off as, oh, no, that I'm, I'm just being paranoid? What would you say to those people? Why, why is it important to maybe... Yeah, trust your gut. You need to trust your gut. Um, I'm not saying that everyone has to run and report it to the police, but how about you write things down, particularly if you've been in a a relationship where you've been manipulated and gaslighted and you're Mm. not sure, you probably don't believe your own feelings anymore. Write Mm. down every weird occasion. Just write it down and then have a look at it after a week or so and see if put together that looks like stalking to you. Mm. Your first, um, I mean, your instincts are probably right, but bearing in mind that you're hypervigilant if you've been in a DV situation, um, but I think it's better safe than sorry. And mm. there's something you can do for all of those sorts of stalking. Yeah, so we'll talk through that in mm. a minute. But I guess where's the boundary from... Like I think all of us in our teenage years might have looked on our ex-boyfriend's Instagram account to see who they were dating now. Yes. But it kind of, that was about it. That's about um, it, yeah. But where's the border go from just being curious about where your ex is 100 years later to stalking and tracking and, and, mm. and it not being okay? Do you know where the line is? I, it, look, it's really hard to say. Um, I, if I said to our listeners... Uh, if 1,500 text messages in a month were sent, is that too many? Yes. Is that stalking? Probably. That's too much, right? Mm, um, mm. But two in a month might not be. Or they mm. might mention the children and have 10 legitimate 
you know, emails and so forth. But what if they don't mention the children and they send more? So send a hundred. Mm-hmm. So it, and at the time of the day that it gets sent and the information, how they use the information, normally they will let you know if it's coercive control and they will let you know that they know because you're supposed to be scared, right? And, and that, when that happens and they let you know that they they know and that they're and using then it. they let you know that they that they kind of hint it to you that they're following you yeah, or that they, they let, know information that's right they've got they let you know that that um they knew you went out last night because you were mm. in the uber or why did you go over the the bridge the gateway mm. bridge um were you visiting your sister those sorts of things would make you very nervous and very stressed and that becomes kind of stalking then. So it's all a question of degree, how it makes you feel, how long it goes on, you know, um, and and it's hard, it's very hard to get a stalking offence against someone. It has to be very overt. Um, Mm. But it's usually enough to start um, an application to get a domestic violence order or a family violence protection order. So document, uh, screenshot. Uh, The thing is most things happen on the phones these days. Your text will have a date and a time stamp. If you put that next to, say, your Uber stamp that shows when you got in the car and if it happened three times, those are the sorts of things that the evidence piles up. Mm. Uh, Before you start for a, a domestic violence order, though, you might let them here we go. Let them know that you know that they know. <laughs> so you, you might write <laughs> to know, them and say, but you know yeah, that I yeah. know. <laughs> so, uh, dear X, um, dear X, stop stalking me on Uber. I've you noticed. Have to jerk. No, don't. Yeah, do that. yeah. no, no. Yeah, uh, I've noticed every time I get in an Uber, you send me a text. This could be store. This is stalking me, and stop it at once. If you don't, I'll take further steps. And then, my dears, get yourself your own Uber account. Get a new account for when you're driving across the bridge. It's a lot of self-help, you know. Yeah. Um, you change your phone, block their number. Out. You yeah. do, you do. Yeah. And I think you're right about writing notes when things happen. So, mm. for example, you might get all these random phone calls at stupid times from all these different numbers. Write them down. Say, I got a weird phone call at this time from this number. Just it's not hurting anyone to write yeah. it down. You're not showing anybody it. No, no. one's going to think you're crazy if you're just making a note. But if mm. that over a month and you've had, you know, 150 phone calls from ra- uh, random numbers, mm. that that's probably means there's probably something there. That's right. You know? That's not normal. And, yes. and uh, another way you know it was kind of stalking is that it stops <laughs> after, mm. after they've lost interest in whatever it is they were trying to do. So it's very very um, prominent in the early stages of separation. If people are still doing it two or three years later, then I think that person's got a mental health problem and mm. you might need some protection. But you might it might be simply in the form of cameras outside your house um, and, yeah. as I said, changing everything so that they can't get to you. Yeah. Now, one of the things with phones these days because they, you know, especially iPhones and Androids, they're very... I don't know, people just take things and just assume they work and they work on it. Uh, I have looked into that for for another person, a mm. friend of mine, and there's a thing called jailbroken. So if your iPhone, if you've got an iPhone and it's been jailbroken, people can put things on it um, 
that can stalk and follow and all wow. that sort of stuff on your phone. But it's very hard to jailbreak an iPhone. So that you, you need to, if you're suspecting it and you've got an iPhone, there are some apps you can download and it will tell you. And then you need to factory reset. And if you are really, couldn't be bothered doing all of that, but you're a bit suspicious, I recommend factory resetting anyway. Hmm. But apparently on the Android, it is a little bit easier to put some apps on there that track you and you can hide the app so you can't physically see it on your phone. Mm. So with Android, there are a couple of apps you can download as well that will check your phone for that kind of thing. But, you know, that's with phones. Mm. Apparently with cars, I know I watched, you know, Jess Hill. Jess Hill. Jess the, Hill. The, the, yes, she wrote, look what you show. made me do or see what yes. you made me do. Brilliant. Yes, there's a documentary, I think it was on SBS, I think yes. you can still watch it. Yep, and, and her book. This mm. one lady came to them, she followed this lady and she suspected her, her ex was stalking, so they went to a, a domestic violence service that would go through everything and check. And she had a tracker on her car that he must have put there wow. recently because it was just a battery-operated one. Mm-hmm. She had a tracker on her phone. And so they went through everything she had to take the tracking off so that she could then go and be away free. Yep. and be free. Don't so, forget your kids' ones also. That's true. Yes, that's true. especially if the that, kids are going over for weekends. That's a, on on the show, actually, mm. one of the kids had a teddy bear with a tracker in it. Yes. Which sounds ridiculous. No, I've like, seen it. it I like have it's... actually seen it with a recorder <laughs> and a tracker inside. So, I mean, I'm not saying rip toys heads off or anything like that, but you can, you can, if you're really worried, you can ring um, like Brisbane Domestic Violence Services, one in every state, mm. um, and they can actually send out a special person who can go through your house with a little beeper thing Brilliant. that tells and just check because that you know they're hidden in the air con they're hidden in, you know there's all these yes. places that if if someone does want to stalk you like you said mum it's very accessible these days to get that it equipment yeah. so you've got to be proactive if you feel like it's yours yeah now when it comes to the police yep. mum because obviously that is the next step that you would mm. take right yeah it, well, uh, yeah, write a letter, get your lawyer letter. to write a letter if you have one, but write a letter to him, let him know that you're onto him mm. um, and um, any evidence that you've got, just say I've got evidence of yeah. what you've done and if you do one more single thing, mm. I'm going to get a domestic violence order against you. Now, um, how hard is it for people to get domestic violence orders these days? With the tracking, pretty hard really. Really? The standards of proof are reasonably high. So, um and coercive control is the hardest, of course, because mm. it's one thing if you've got physical injuries or your car's been damaged to prove that proves to a judge about family violence. It's harder if it's been a long history of coercive control that continues after separation through mm. stalking, um, taking money out of your account, blocking your credit cards, you know, using mm. your credit cards, signing you up for things. <sighs> You know, yeah. so it's good that you can get things online um, now to download to protect your phone because before then I used to say to to give it to someone they know is going around Australia in a caravan and get a new <laughs> phone and just put it in their caravan and <laughs> send them off. <laughs> Literally send it off on yeah. it. I mean, I, I guess you see in those TV shows like Jason Bourne and things like that where they like put the phone yes. somewhere as a red herring tied to a bunny rabbit or mm-hmm. something. But mm. I think these days you don't need to do no, that. No, but you do need to remember that particularly with um, some of the luxury cars, they mm. are actually sending back um, details about where you've been and well, GPS trackers are easy. I found to out get. just the other day my car 
I didn't even notice, but it, it sends me a text saying, your car's location is here in case I forget when I go back to find the park. Yes. And I didn't realize that. But if you've got that on your phone and someone's also following your phone, yes. then they would know where you're coming They have was. that. They just auto forward. So if you go to the police, you don't necessarily need to ask for a DV, but the police could help you, couldn't they, Mum? Yes. If you're saying, look, this is happening to me, and what can yeah, I do? They'll work out if they think it's strong enough either to charge him with stalking or to bring a, deep, a domestic violence or family violence application against mm. him. Mm. Um, and and you can then, even if they do nothing, even if the police won't even write it up, get their badge number, get their name, yes. <laughs> if they won't, um, but you can uh, confront your ex by email and say, I have spoken to the police about mm. this. They've got it on record. If anything else happens, I'm to go straight down and report mm. it to them and then we can take steps. So you just have to stand up to these guys. Once they know you've, you're on to them, it's not as um, it's not as much fun, I guess. Um, if yeah. they're trying to control you and you have you take the power back by changing those things and confronting them safely, don't do it mm. face-to-face, uh, then hopefully it, it dies off unless, like I said, they're mentally ill and, and you're taking up space in their head <laughs> Rent yeah. free. Yuck. Yes, mm. I know. Maybe for Christmas buy them uh, counselling sessions or something. But there you go. If, yep. if, if the police give you some advice and say you follow it and they continue, then I mm. guess you do consider the domestic violence. You do. You do. Uh, and you've said it's very hard to, tr- to, to prove that kind of stuff. Um, what is your best advice then for someone who is trying to get uh, keep that documentation that remember that list we talked about people keeping write everything down you know mm-hmm. uh, your car was scratched your tires were let down your number at plates date, been stolen and the date and the time and that creates a consistent pattern and look you know um, the police know that doesn't happen to them it doesn't happen to a normal person. It's happening to you because you're in a separation situation with your ex. You know, mm. some of it might be coincidence, but documentation, uh, photos on your phone, you know, yeah. screenshots, you'll be able to cre- create a fairly uh, conclusive case, I would have thought. Mm. Um, but it's, you've I got to do a lot of work. If you have got if you've had some major event happen to you that you suspect was done and mm. you've got some sort of half proof or at least mm. a bit, if you go and talk to the police about it, at least they've got it on record that that's happened to you. And then yes. the next time you can go back, you know, that the, they will then more likely believe you because there is an issue with police and I've heard a lot of people saying they don't believe me, they don't take it seriously. But if you build up a bit by bit and say, well, this happened and this happened and you keep going back, eventually mm. they'll understand what it's like. Well, they're getting training now on coercive control. I hope mm. it sinks in um, mm. because I do know someone um, not more than probably a year ago mm. where the uh, policeman man said, well, where are the bruises? Oh, my gosh. And oh, that's, that's practically medieval. Um, yeah. So hopefully with more training they're able to work out coercive control. On, the, on one hand, co- coercive control is easier to prove than domestic violence during the relationship. And that is because normally if you've been physically injured by by someone or uh, verbally abused, 
and you leave the house and leave that situation, that abuse stops. You can cut them off so they can't do it anymore. Coercive control is the one sort of abuse that they they themselves can't stop doing and Mm. so they keep doing it post-separation and they've got no business to be there or doing these things. Then you've, you know, that starts to build up that picture. You've got to do the work though. Uh, You've got to write it all down, have your proof, and then it becomes, like I said, 1,500 emails is definitely stalking. Yeah. 10, maybe not. Um, Mm. And so you have to, I don't mean you've got to build up 1,500 incidences, but, you know, uh, just a pattern Mm. and that will help. Maybe reality checking with a friend that you trust. Yes. Or your psychologist going, is this is this, is this just normal? me? <laughs> is this normal? Because maybe if you have been in an, an abusive relationship for 10 years, you might think that harassment is normal. But when you mm. are out of that relationship, you don't have to put up with that anymore. No. And maybe you find out, oh, wait, maybe that isn't normal. So reality check with someone and go, is this normal? I like that normal? point. I like that point very much. And yeah. also, too, if you've escaped from a situation, just be aware you might be um, have this idea that your ex-partner is all-powerful, you know, if mm. they've if they've dominated the relationship um, and you may tend to attribute to your ex-partner things that they realistically could never be doing. It's just yes. coincidence. Yeah. So, so reality, reality check's check. good. Yes. Reality check, reality Not that check. we don't believe you. It's not disbelief because it's all part of what, what you've been through. But, uh, yes, just get your evidence together, write it down and, and keep going to the police. So that takes us to the next bit of how how does this kind of behaviour and can it affect your outcome or what's happening in your divorce proceedings, your separation, mm. property settlement, children's settlement? Does it affect it in any way or is it a completely separate issue? Because it is a different court, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, there are moves afoot to thinking about combining those powers because at the moment the state state governments do all of the family violence orders, protection orders, apprehended violence orders, um, and the family court doesn't. They do the divorce and separation, children and property. So there is a bit of a push on to have those two courts work more closely together or even combine into that that part of them into one domestic violence area mm. um, and that is still in its infancy I don't ha- I, I don't have any um, outcome to tell you I don't know even how far they are through the process but that's certainly being kicked around um, but when you go it certainly matters for children if there's been family violence coercive control if there's been a um, that that factors into children because the fam- family law act says that kids have a right to be loved and cared for by both parents, mm. um, and um, but um, that's only if it's in their best interests, and they have a right to be protected from um, emotional, psychological, and physical harm. And if it's finally balanced, their relationship with the other parent plus the emotional harm, then the court is to choose the option that causes the least emotional and psychological harm to the kids. Mm. So, um, you know, a proven um, domestic violence uh, order is very helpful. The court must look at that as one of the things they look at with the um, whether it's in the best interests of the children. But but even if you can't get an order or it's not enough for an order, those behaviours would concern um, a judge. And often people with children who are doing the tracking and evidence gathering and, and keeping control can't help themselves but quiz the kids mm. and that's really hard on the kids, you know, mm. or tell the kids, don't tell mum, 
but, mm. you know. So yeah. there's a bit of, you know, drive them past the house and go, is that where your mum lives? Is that where you live? Mm. You know, that mm. sort of stuff. So that's very damaging to children and the family court takes a really dim view of that. Um, as for property, not much difference. Have you seen, well, in property as well as children's, have you seen the effect of this kind of stalking, harassment, coercive control affect the person that it's happening to and what they're willing to, like, yep. give up or go yep. onwards with it? Yeah, they seen? just sometimes, and I wonder sometimes if that's the aim of the other person, but they just, they're happy to take a lower settlement and just walk away, just get out of this maelstrom. So for mm. property, it might be, look, I know there's more money there, but it's not worth my mental health mm. um, to keep going. Or um, I know there's more there, but he's going to hide it and he's going to be really angry with me. So I do see that where they stop um, mm. for fighting on. Um, yeah, what so that say, kind of thing. What do you say about that? Like I guess you've got to weigh up that mental health well, I versus don't. dollars. It's the, it's the person has to weigh it up. So I advise them and, and then it's up to the person. So um, sometimes if a client takes a settlement that's, arguably a little bit less than they might have got if they went to court. Remembering mm. when you go to court, it's a range. It's not just a number. We can give you a rough idea what a judge would say. And if you're taking down the lower end of that um, and you possibly could get more if you went to court, um, sometimes in my submissions, um, these are the words I use to the judge, uh, having, Your Honour, having regard to the expense and uncertainty of litigation and the length of time uh, that it may take to litigate, um, then my client has made a commercial decision um, to, for her um, emotional health um, to, to settle this on this basis, you know, and mm. saves the legal fees. So, yeah, it's it's all that uncertainty. So that, that affects so ma- mainly more children than anything else. What it about does. you've got your settlement, you've got your property settlement, you've got your a children's agreement or children's mm. orders you've got your divorce done yes and they're still going oh they're my still goodness stalking you they're still harassing you they're sending you millions of text messages like what what do you what did those people do like is it just it, it, it's changed a number i mean when you're stuck with kids you've got to keep communicating mm. uh, one lovely formula that I heard the other day when you get a big, long, rambling, abusive <laughs> letter or word more, salad, word yeah. salad, yes, um, is just say, I'll take that on board. Thank you. <laughs> because <laughs> it yeah. gives them nothing to argue yeah. with you about um, yeah. or emojis, yeah. do an emoji. Um, yeah. But don't get into it with them because they love that. Well, because you'll never win. No, and, you'll and never win. And that- it's over. You're done with them. You don't need anything from them. That famous quote, never wrestle with pigs because you just get dirty and they like like it. They like it, yeah. My Chanel one is better. I think yours is an awful image, Rosie. Yes, Um, well. I prefer Coco Chanel. Imagine her in her suit and her big glasses and someone told her that one of the more famous designers um, didn't, didn't like her. Mm. And she just said, well, I don't care what he thinks of me because I don't think of him at all. (laughs) (laughs) Which is all well and good if you don't have children. But if you have children, there's that constant 
need to co-parent and negotiate mm. and I mean I guess that comes down to making sure you've got really good parenting orders well, where yes. there isn't anything to negotiate. No but also too it's that lack of understanding sometimes so you will each have normally shared parental response equal shared parental responsibility for the children mm. going forward for the big things i.e. Uh, what sort of school they might go to, public or private, changing their name, going overseas, big surgeries, right? But on a day-to-day basis, whoever the kids are with, that's Mm. who makes those day-to-day decisions. And a a coercive and controlling person might try to get involved in those day-to-day decisions, but Mm. they can just back off, you know. Because there's Uh, nothing they can really do. Well, you're not meant to stay in that dreadful limbo for the rest of your children's childhood. You know, Mm. you get on with your life um, and when they're with their dad, they get on with their lives. And if there's anything that needs to go from one home to the other, um, you can send it. These Mm. days the schools send everything by email, so there shouldn't need to be that much um, chat. So I think, yeah, don't indulge. Yes, but our listeners message (laughs) you. Um, I guess I think the things that they're having trouble with some of the listeners, I think, you know, is when you've got to organise, say, they do an extracurricular activity and it's at both houses and you're negotiating that. And I guess when it comes down to it, you've just got to hold hold your tongue and just say... Put the kids first. Thanks, I'll... I'll take that on board. I'll take that on board. And then... Thumbs up. Put it in the loop. Or a flower. (laughs) Or a flower emoji. Yep. I mean, you've got the kids, it's terrible. Sometimes kids know that asking for anything is going to set up a big storm between their parents, so they just don't ask to do any curricular activities. Mm. Um, It's worth it for the children's sake uh, to just try to work out what it is they want to do. Yeah. If, if your ex is, um, you know, naggy, controlling, well, let him think it's his idea and, you know. Yeah, work your and, way around yeah, it. Yeah, work your way around it. I guess so that comes to the different types of divorce personalities. Mm. I don't think the avoidant is going to be stalking, harassing or tracking you. No. 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 <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an avoidant. They've got to get organised for that. <laughs> So then the next one is the amicable. They're probably not stalking. Of, I would hope you know, not. They're, no. they're quite. Well, it's not really amicable then, is it? No. So that just leaves the high conflict. Mm. Do, do high conflict people or are they, they just fighting? Well, they do it for evidence gathering so they can win a point, you know. Right. So um, I find high conflict people um, want to do this sort of thing. If their ex says, for instance, that they're not in a relationship, mm. the high conflict person just wants to prove that they are or prove that they're making this much money or that they've got a second job. So that's Mm. why they would do it, just to win Mm. those points. So, And I guess you don't need to worry about that. If you're telling the truth and you're you're a good parent, you're doing the right Mm. things, they can stalk you for a little while during proceedings. What difference does it make, I guess? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but Um, I guess that leads us to the manipulative and controlling, mm. also potentially a narcissist, like that. coercive control that well they they dress it up as co-parenting and they use it as an excuse to harass you for years so you have to have a clear understanding of what day-to-day parental decisions look like and just don't get involved in those the best defense i guess is just not respond if it's not relevant to kids Mm, don't respond yep 
or write a note somewhere else while it's fresh in your memory. If they are alleging things, then write down in a diary or in a somewhere in a, with the date what mm. actually happened, but you don't have to send it to them. Mm. So, so that if they ever raise it, you've got your memory on your notes. Now, here's a tricky question because I know one of our listeners, um, she has a DV against yes. her partner uh, and it literally is just for text messaging to stop the text messages. Oh, okay. Unless it is for parental oh, reasons. I see. Uh-huh. But she still gets a million text messages, there's, but they're somehow loosely linked. Oh, I've Vaguely had exactly this. So, I've had so exactly this. What do you say to them? Okay, I think that you need to say that those text messages, even though they use a pretext about the children, mm. are harassing and if you have to, you'll go back to court to change the orders to forbid text messages at all and mm. then he can only send an email. Mm. Um, I think that's the way to do it because yeah. I have had exactly that position, that 1,500 text messages I told you about, yeah. um, that was an actual uh, domestic violence hearing uh, when I was at the bar um, and there were there were every one of those, every single one of them mentioned something about the kids as a kind of get out of jail free card for <laughs> each of them. But oh the, judge, the judge ruled they were excessive, that they were thinly veiled attempts to continue communication beyond what the person wants. So if you've got that happening, be very clear, write back to the other person and say, stop this. I don't uh, consent to you sending me these emails. Um, mm. I don't believe they are necessary for the children. Um, and um, I, I won't be reading them until Fridays or I won't read them until Friday afternoon mm. and, and, and try to stick to that. Mm. Um, if all else fails, put that phone in the drawer and get a new phone uh, I guess yeah you could just leave that as the as the yeah, ex-partner's phone yes there you go if you haven't got parental orders yet and you're getting mm. that mm. your dv states unless it's related to children you haven't got your parenting orders yet what kind of order could you put in your oh. parenting orders so you've general, got to be very general care- advice yeah only. general advice only so you've got to be careful because um they may be like I said evidence gathering mm. oh look you know I told raised this concern that little Jimmy got a skinned knee and she didn't answer and I raised this concern and she didn't answer um or she just you know said smiley face (laughs) that's why I'll take it on board so good Um, but uh it is a question of um balance and you need to again do your maths write down how many there Mm. were and on what day break it down to weeks months and years so that at a glance in a table a person can see that's far too many and then in your specific orders Wipe out text messages and phone are only to be used in case of dire emergency. Yeah. Otherwise, it's an email and set up an email just for those sort of issues. And then again, control when you look at it. If the kids are with you, you shouldn't need to have to answer text messages from the other side because mm. what emergency could they have that you don't already know about? Yeah, um, yeah, but you do need them to be able to text or ring you if something happens to the kids when they're in their care. That's so true. it's just carefully wording the orders. I think we've put some pretty careful orders in our course, Laura, mm. where mm. where we limit text and phone. Yeah, 
And if, if you are interested in that course, uh, it's mm-hmm. called the DIY Divorce Blueprint. You can click on the link in our show notes and you can yep. learn a little bit more about it. We just had our second range of membership come through. So yes. we're very excited about that. Yep, they're loving it. They, they seem are. to be able to work it through. That's good. And I'm absolutely um, thankful and grateful for everyone who has been giving us reviews and sending us in questions. Um, it's helping us to come up with topics that are it relevant is. to you. And obviously it's going really well, Mum. <laughs> We're all over <laughs> oh, the world, dear, which oh, is dear. crazy. It's and, amazing. And the TikToks as well. <laughs> it's crazy. But I think today um, if you are in a space where you feel like you're being stalked, harassed or tracked, um, the best mm. advice Mum and I can really give you is write everything down, go and check with somebody else if you th- if it's unusual, Go and have a chat to the police. You don't have to file a report. You don't even have to, you know, do anything. Just go and talk to them and say, hey, this is my situation. What do you recommend? Mm, mm. If, if they don't want to talk to you, you can also ring um, Domestic Violence Services. The links to every single one of them are in the show notes. Yep. Um, and, you know, just be aware and safe. Mm-hmm. But if you really feel like that it's ramped up and they're, you know, they're really taking the next step. Be safe, go and speak to someone and sort it out. Yes. And if if in doubt, go somewhere to stay that's not where they can reach you if you're really worried, mm. you know, because that coercive control can lead on to other things if they just can't get, get over it, mm. you know, and let go. Mm. But the most riskiest time is just initial separation. And yeah. most normal, well-balanced human beings will settle down um, after that. <laughs> after that. And if you are one of those lucky people that does not have a normal, well-balanced human being ex. as your ex, then oh. there are other ways that you can manage it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, feel free to uh, keep that. We've done a couple of other episodes on coercive control and DV. Uh, you can listen to those. I have found that some people don't realise it's DV. They don't realise that it's abuse and they just have always dealt with it. And I think it feels it, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sorry, just look, normal. It yeah. feels like love. Mm. It not that sweet. He texts me when I'm out of the house. He's just worried about me. He wants yeah. to drive me to and from everything. Isn't that sweet? I was five minutes late, so he really cared and asked me. And where he really I was. worried. Yes, yeah, sent me yeah. a text. But then yeah. that, when you are separated, that then becomes that's icky, gross. <laughs> and it was, and it, it was, was during then. the relationship. But you didn't see it that way because they put a spin on it. Mm. Do you know? Mm. Um, but yes, as you step out into your new sparkling, shining butterfly self, <laughs> you won't have, you won't put up with that nonsense anymore. That's right. And yeah. one of the quotes that we have this week on Instagram is about, you know, yes, you are now free mm. uh, and you freed yourself, but are you allowing yourself to be free? So don't yes. just get yourself out of the situation and still be trapped in that mindset in that in that way. Go and see a psychologist, work through what's happened, get get a, a mindset change and and and, yep. and enjoy your freedom, enjoy your your world and and just protect yourself from all the stalking and harassing and and if they're looking on your Instagram, make it private if, if they're looking on your facebook make it private if they're sending you texts in the middle of the night turn your phone off yeah or onto silent um yeah. and and you know someone reminded me this week of power pose yeah 
Mm. And the, that power pose, ladies, um, do that and uh, stand up for yourself. And yeah. then, yeah, and I think you'll be uh, on the path to getting over them. Yeah. They're not as powerful as you think. Hopefully it will all settle down once you have got everything locked and loaded and you've got yes. all your orders and everything is yep. hunky-dory. And then Thank you all so move much. on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mum, for that e- yes. episode and, and downloading your brain in that space. Um, <laughs> everyone, you can check the show notes for the other related episodes to that and please feel free to send through any questions that you might have and on top of that if you would like to rate review and subscribe us we will be choosing one lucky person to be our november and december uh reviewer and they get to have a free chat with mum obviously not online but (laughs) confidential (laughs) and yes Yes. confidential completely all right and remembering this is general advice only go and speak Mm -hmm. to a lawyer go and see a police officer speak to brisbane domestic violence services or one of those similar ones Uh, we're just trying to put that out there to be aware and All trust right. your gut. And trust, trust your, gut. your gut. That's yeah. right. All right, ladies. Thank you, Mum. Bye. Bye, Laura. Bye, everyone. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.